This is Pastor Angela, and I just wanted to drop in and welcome you to Relate's podcast. I know that you're going to be filled with faith and encouraged for your week. We love you, and we're praying for you. I'm excited about this one because today is a, an exceptional day in my calendar. Happy birthday, everyone, to me. Yeah. <laughs> I only said that so you guys would know it was my birthday so I could get more high fives in the hallway <laughs> on the way on the way out. Everybody has been so kind, and I want to say thank you to everyone. My daughter, though, she doesn't say high five every time I pass her. It's not high five. It's, it's more like, Lordy, Lordy, look who's 40. And I don't know exactly how we got onto that exactly, but <laughs> it's still fun, and I appreciate that too. So we love you guys. I love you, and I appreciate you. Um, this message in particular, I've asked Pastor Susan to come, one of my favorite people in the whole world. I want you guys to listen because this, this particular message is one that it really speaks to the heart of this church and what we're about and what our, our heart for you to see God working in your life and for you to discover the exact thing that we're talking about, uh, which is I'm invaluable. Like there. We talk about purpose a lot because we believe it. We believe that God made us for a reason. And so with that said, I'm going to hurry up and pass it on and invite Pastor Susan to come. Would you guys give it up? Woo! Happy, happy birthday. Happy birthday. Can we all say it at the same time? Happy birthday, Pastor Sean. Welcome to the 40 family. I did not know that you were turning 40, but that makes it a whole new ball game today. Bring on the 40 jokes. Well, good morning. I am super blessed. I'm getting my notes. And can y'all believe I operate like this? I'm like a kid pulling their homework out of their backpack here. Um, I am super blessed to be able to come and just kind of round out this amazing series that we've been in called I'm In. And today it's I'm Invaluable. Say it like you mean it, please. I'm invaluable. A lot of times people get that word confused with valuable. It's very, very different. Invaluable means you are priceless. You are indispensable. You are irreplaceable. So I hope that today, even if you're not feeling that word, you don't feel like you're invaluable. You feel like you can be replaced. That by the end of this, you understand that you are are so chosen. You are so called. You are so capable. You are so invaluable in all the works that God has planned for you to do. So one more time, I'm invaluable. I'm invaluable. All right. So here's what I want to do. I'm going to read our scripture verse. And then after I do that, and I did this first service and I'm going to do it again because I feel like the Lord is leading me to do it. We're going to just go in the deep end. We're going to just we're going to punch it hard, and I'm going to have some hard truths for you today, but I, I want you to understand this is all about who we are. How are we invaluable? How are we invaluable to each other? How are we invaluable to God's family and to the church? So I'm going to kick off with our scripture. 1 Corinthians 12, 12 says this, the human body has many parts, and all the parts make up one body. So it is with the body of Christ. Let's pray and then we're going to get going. Father, we just thank you for this time. I just thank you for this opportunity just, just to be a vessel for your word today, Lord. I just ask that it just fall on hearts that are ready to receive and, and that, that minds are, are changed and hearts are changed, Lord, and that we are just ready to run the race that you have already marked out for us and do the glorious works that you have in store. In Jesus' name, everybody say amen. Amen. All right, so I love this. So this is Paul, 
the Apostle Paul writing this in 1 Corinthians, and he is speaking to the church of Corinth. They live in Corinth, they're Corinthians, okay? We live in Houston, we're Houstonians. And he's writing to them because Corinth was a very unique kind of city. Just to give you a little back history here. It was, in a, it was like kind of a, part, a port city, so ships would come in from different places like Asia and everything. So you got to imagine that the culture of this city was very, it was various. It was, it was mixed, a lot of different cultures, a lot of different uh, upbringings, a lot of different morals. And you know, this place was, you know, it, was, it wasn't the best. I mean, people were, were serving all kinds of different idols. There was a lot of adultery happening. I mean, just, it was kind of crazy. So can you imagine the people that are coming in and they're converting to Christianity. And so they're in amongst all these other people that have had all these different beliefs and they don't know, what do, what do I do next? So Paul's telling them, hey, guess what? I'm going to use this example of the body. It has many parts, but even though they function differently, it's still all one body, yes? It's just like us as the body of Christ. We all have different gifts. We all have different talents. We are all invaluable in different ways to the body of Christ. Amen? Amen. All right. So I'm just going to throw in a little something. John 10, 10. And I told the first service, you know, I just felt like God needed to say this. We need to do this very directly, very upfront. We need to dive in the deep end. Guess what the enemy comes to do? Can y'all read it for me? What does he come to do? But Jesus comes so that we can have life and we can have abundantly. But let me just talk about that first part of that scripture for a minute. Right now, the enemy has got all these lies in your hand. He's got all these lies in your heart. And he's saying, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kill. I'm going to steal all your joy. I'm going to kill your hopes and dreams. And I want to destroy all the plans that God already has for your life. So what I'm going to ask you to do is we need to remove that lie today. I need you to get this clear in your mind, get, get this clear in your heart, and say, I'm going to remove this line. I'm just going to set it off to the side right now because when we are fulfilled and we're taking up all this room with the lies of the enemy, we have no room for the truth. Amen? So we're going to set that to the side so that you can hear the truth today because the enemy is after you. He knows that you have special gifts. He knows that you are invaluable, and he's going to lie to you and tell you that that is not true. So we're going to dig in just a little bit more. So we're going to go into the second verse here. Paul says, um, 1 Corinthians 12, 14 through 17. Yes, the body has many different parts, not just one. If the foot says, I am not part of the body because I am not a hand, does that make it any less part of the body? No. If the eye says, I am not part of the body because I am not an ear, does that make it any less part of the body? If the whole body were an eye, how would we hear? If the whole body were an ear, how would we smell? Every part matters. You are invaluable. You have a very specific part that matters to everything that we do here. If you've got your notes, you might have had them at the door. Go ahead and pull those out. I'm going to try my best to follow them. Couldn't do it first service, but sometimes the Holy Spirit moves, right? But you know what? You can get on the U version. You can follow us on the under events, Relate Community Church. And I want you, the first one is you are chosen. God has chosen you to be here. Remove the lie that that is not true and know that you were designed for a specific purpose. Number two is you are called. And you know, oftentimes... 
people say, you know, Susan, I, I'm trying to figure out what my calling is. I'm praying about it, and I just don't know what my purpose is yet. Let me, let me just put this very plain. You have many purposes. You have many callings. There is not one big golden calling that you're waiting to be revealed in your life. Every day we are renewed. Every day we have new purposes to, to be able to go out and make a difference in this world. And, you know, I love that Paul is comparing it to the body because we all do have different functions, right? So I, I, when we come together, we become something new. We carry a new identity together. As we serve Christ as one, we are a Christian. But when we get the body together, we become something different. So I wanted to have a little fun today, and I've got some slides. Can we show this first slide? After this first one, you'll kind of know where I'm going with this. What you see here in this first slide is, you know what, it's a bunch of elephants, right? But when you have one, it's just an elephant. But when you have a group of elephants, you have a what? Oh, you're good. Okay. I heard a lot of different crazy answers this morning. You have a herd of elephants. And what's the next one? A cheetah. If you have one, you just have a cheetah, but you have a group, you have what? No, it's not Cheetos. That's a good answer. You have a coalition. That's a fierce word, right? You have a coalition. All right, let's see the next one. Here you got one, it's just a donkey. But if you have a group, you have a whole bunch of no church people. Gutter mind out, out. We removed the lies, right? We removed the enemy today. You have a bunch of more donkeys. It's called a pace, P-A-C-E. How about this one? I knew somebody was going to say it. All right, lion. You have one. You just have a lion. But when you have a group, you have a, a pride of lions. And then here's the last one. If you have one, you just have a vulture. But when you get a group of them together, they become a what? A committee. Somebody knew it. Committee of vultures. And don't they just look like they are ready to tear somebody apart? We're not going to talk about the vultures today. But every part matters. And us as a group of Christians, when we come together, we become the body of Christ. Maybe you've heard that term before, but you weren't real sure what it meant. Does it just mean the church? Is it just the church that I go to? Is it the church that I used to go to? No. It's all of us, and it's not just us here in Relate. It is the whole body in this entire world that we work together. Can everybody just raise your hands? Get some, get some blood. Look, look I, I said it first service. I didn't even do it this time. You're already doing spirit fingers. I love it. All right, just look at your one hand for just a minute. Just look at your one hand. Hey, it's got finger, 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 but all together it creates what? It's a hand. Each one of these fingers does something different. Take a look at that stumpy thumb. It's the short, it's the short guy. It's the stumpy one. It's not super attractive. It's kind of funny looking. It kind of points this way when they all point up. But it does all kinds of functions. Guess what? It can hitch a ride. Can you do that? Hitch a ride. It can say, good job. It's got its own emoji. How many times y'all send that a day all the time? Yeah, great. Then you got your pointer finger. I like to describe this one as the mom finger. 
hey, 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 get over here, sit down, no. That's the mom finger, right? Or you've got the sweet mom, this little light of mine. Does a lot of things. And then boy, oh, this middle finger. Get your minds out of the gutter. I already feel it already. No, it's your snapping finger. It's your snapping finger. How many of y'all just snapped? I see it. You're snapping. It's your flicking finger. Flick that person next to you. Wake up, wake up, wake up. God's got a calling on your life. But then you've got this one. It's the ring finger. It's called the ring finger because it's for a ring. But then we get to this little guy. This little guy right here. He can't really hitch a ride. You know, get, what are you doing? Get over here. But let me tell you something. Paul says in the scripture here, 1 Corinthians 12, 22, in fact, some parts of the body that seem the weakest or the least important are really the most necessary. Did you know that the pinky is responsible for 50% of your hand strength? Doesn't seem important, does it? Seems kind of weak. Can't lift a whole lot with it. But without it, you would lose 50% of the strength in your hand. Every part matters. Your part matters. You have been chosen. You have been called. And I'm going to tell you that next thing is you are fully capable to walk into everything that God has already planned for you to do. Ephesians 2.10 says, We are God's handiwork. We are created in Christ to do good works, which he prepared for us in advance to do. Do you know what the word advance means? In advance, what does that mean? Beforehand, yes, already. Before you even knew it, it says, the song we sang earlier says, Before I even spoke a word, you sang over me. Before I even came to be, you had planned in advance all the things that I was going to do. I'm going to take this just a little step farther for you. Can you all just take a deep breath in for a second? Just let that out. That was a good one over here. Sometimes you're like, okay, move on. No, 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 no. You are breathing in and out of a part of your body that is a necessity, but it's behind the scenes. Not every part is going to be seen, but every part is invaluable. Did you know that not only are you inhaling and exhaling, but I read that another way to put it is that it's called inspiration, expiration. Think about that for a second. Every breath that you take in is is an inspiration, a new opportunity, a new chance to walk into all that God has you to do. But every time you breathe out in that expiration, a moment is gone. A moment is gone. It's time to understand that you are chosen. You have been called and you are very capable of doing everything that God has planned for you. And you know, a lot of times people say, I can't, I can't serve. You know what? You just don't understand that I've done some things in my past. I really can't minister to people. I'm not a good example. You know, 
let me tell you something. Paul, the one who wrote these very scriptures, was a murderer of Christians. He would seek them out, he would persecute them, and he would have them killed. But yet, but God said, no, I've already chosen that one. He has already been called. I've already made him capable. And you know what? Paul wrote majority of the books of the Bible. The very things that we read from, the very things that we study, that we live out. And here he is telling the, the church of Corinth, it doesn't matter what you've done in the past. I don't care that you were an adulterer. It's not about what you did. It's about what you're going to do. Amen? I don't care who you were. It's about who you're going to be. I have made you capable. You know, I was thinking about the different people throughout the Bible that God used that you would normally say, oh. I know you probably all, you're probably thinking that about yourself or you know somebody that you're like, I know a testimony that somebody went from this to that. Think about Noah. Noah was a drunk. Maybe you're sitting here today going, you know what, I got hang-ups. I got addictions. Noah was a drunk. But God, but God said, I have already chosen him. I have called him. I've made him capable. I've given him the gift of craftsmanship, the ability to use his hands. And do you know that is a true spiritual gifting? That is a talent that God offers. He said, not only am I going to give him the ability to work with his hands, but I'm going to give him the gift of faith. And when the two of those collide, how powerful it is that he will go out and he will build a boat. And guess what? We're all sitting here today because he was invaluable. He was invaluable to what God needed. Rahab was a prostitute, but through her lineage came, came Jesus. But let me tell you something, church. It's not just about you serving with one another here. When we become truly a part of the body of Christ, we are his hands to serve. We are his body. We are his physical body. It is our feet that we use to go. It is our mouth to speak. It is our heart to love one another. And when one part of the body is struggling, the rest of the body struggles. When one part of the body is hurting, the rest of us hurt. We are not only to serve with one another, but we are to love each other deeply. First Peter says, love each other deeply. But if we are not working together, and we are not walking into all that God has already planned in advance for us to do, Something is not getting done. Something that God wants done is not getting done. And if that need is not getting filled, guess what? A life is not getting changed. And if a life is not getting changed, then someone's going to be walking through the gates of hell. And I know you're, ah, hold on. That's a little too deep for me. This is the truth. We have set aside the lies to make room for the truth today. Every part 
matters. What you do matters. Whether it's up here on the stage and you are singing to the Lord, that's your gift. But so what? You know what? I don't have a voice. I can't sing. They're going to try to put me on stage. No, we ain't. God is never going to use you in a way that you were not designed to be used. So I don't care if you have been a saint all your life. That does not qualify you nor disqualify you. Because guess what? Your past only prepares you. Your past only prepares you. could be a saint all your life. But if God did not give you the voice to sing, guess what? You are not going to be singing. But every part matters. The things that are seen, the things that are unseen. You know, I was reminded of this, this time when I had gotten off work and it was really late at night and when I leave out of the office building, the doors closed behind me and I can't get in. I walked out to my car, it's pitch black and I go to use my key fob to unlock my car and it won't work. The battery is dead. Ugh. I just remember that, you know, immediately panic starts to sit in, but I was like, nope, I got to figure this out. But I, first thing I'm not going to do is call my husband because he told me three weeks ago, get those batteries changed. Not doing it. Not calling him first. So I, I said, you know what? Okay, I think I saw this thing this one time. I called my son and I said, hey, Dylan, go get the extra key fob. I need you, at the, when I say go, you're going to put it next to your cell phone and you're going to hit the unlock button. And while you're doing that, I'm going to put my cell phone next to the car. And that did not work. I think I saw it on Mythbusters, and Myth was busted. It did not work. I called roadside assistance because I was still not calling my husband. He told me. He told me. And you know what? Roadside assistance said, hey, maybe they can get into my OnStar. They're going to help me out. They got this, right? He says, great, yeah, I can help you out. First thing I want you to do is I need you to get in your vehicle to, just to be safe. It's late at night. You're by yourself. Get in your vehicle. I said, no, 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 no. What, what you don't understand is I don't have the key. And my, my fob, it's dead. It's dead, so I can't get in the vehicle. He said, well, just use the key with the fob. No, 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 you don't understand. I don't even know that I have an extra key. I don't, all I've ever used is the fob and the batteries. But it only took just a moment for that person that was on the other line to understand that he knew something that I did not know. Y'all probably know where I'm going with this. He said, Miss Mead, on your fob, there's a little button at the bottom. I'm going to get you to push that button and it's going to open up your fob. And he's talking to me just like this. I'm going to get you to open that up. And I said, great, we're about to MacGyver this. Teach me something. And I pushed that button, and I opened it up, and he said, in my silence, he knew. So he spoke for me, and he said, that's the key to get into your car. <laughs> oh, very embarrassing at the moment, but now it's, it's kind of funny. And he said, now we're going to get you into your car, and I'm gonna, we're going to get that car started. We're going to get you where you need to be. And see, this is, this is like Paul. He's telling the church of Corinth, he's saying, you know what? Listen, listen, Linda. You have something. There's something so invaluable. Your part matters. There is something hidden inside of you. This is him on the other line saying, you have it inside of you already. 
You just need to say yes. You need to walk into it. You need to know that you are invaluable. Every little piece, whether you're out here or you're behind the scenes, whether you're serving and relate or you're serving the people in this world. So I'm telling you today, this is me on the other line telling you, you hold the key inside of you. You have a key that opens doors that nobody else can open. Because you were designed to do great things. You were chosen to be here. You were called out from where you were. You were made capable. And you are completely invaluable. You are invaluable today. And I just need you to know, whoever's sitting here thinking, I, I, you know, I'm too hurt to move forward. I just, you know, there's been a lot of things. I, I'm struggling to get past the, the stuff. We as a body, when one person hurts, the rest hurts. I need you to think of it in this way. Have you ever been on crutches? Yeah, that's so uncomfortable, right? But what happens is when you, when you break your leg or you hurt your ankle, you get put on these crutches. And what happens is every, you start using muscles in your body that you've never used before. Things start to ache. Your neck is hurting, your back, and you're just, you're limping because the rest of the body is trying to make up for the piece that's not working. Do you hear what I'm saying? Some of you are sitting here and you're, you're in your brokenness. You know what? I've lost trust. I've been hurt. I've been church hurt. Ooh. Just saying that, just that's probably the worst of all. But let me tell you something. The more that you stay in that position, the harder the rest of us is going to work. And the harder we work, our job doesn't get done as good as it could, right? Because we're trying to we're trying to help out this guy here. But what you need to do, if, you're, if that's you today, and I'm talking to somebody, I can feel it strong right now. It's time to throw away the crutches. It's time to start putting some weight on that leg again and starting to use it again so that the body can begin to function together because as a body, that is our identity. We work together. Maybe... Maybe you're the arm that's fallen asleep. Have you ever woke up in the morning like your arm is just like, you're picking it up. Come on, come on, wake up, wake up. I'm right-handed. I need you today. Wake up. And you just find that you just, maybe you're the arm that's asleep today. Maybe you've fallen asleep on the job. That's the truth. And right now we're saying, wake up. We need you. You're part of this. You're so important. You are invaluable. We can't do what you can do, right hand. Maybe that's you today. I need you to wake up, church. You are invaluable in what needs to be done in this world. And I just want you to imagine for just a second. We're all walking into this place of going through growth track. We have such a system just ready for you. How to know God. That's the first step. How to find freedom. How to let go of all those things that are keeping you 
just hung up and handcuffed and addiction and hurt. How to find freedom through that. We do spiritual giftings tests, and I tell you, I've never, ever, ever had anybody walk out and say, nope, that wasn't me. Every single time they say, how did it know that? That is me. I am good at that. If all of us were working together, every orphan, every family member, every friend, every lost person could know God because we're using the gifts that we were given, each individual part, and we're working as one. You know, I want y'all to just think about this for a second. We, as the body, we are not human beings just having a spiritual experience. We are spiritual beings only having a human experience. Our place is not in this world. But as we breathe in inspiration, we have a job to do. And as we breathe out expiration, these moments, like a vapor, they're gone. I just need you to keep that truth. Leave those lies off to the side that you're not good enough, that you have nothing to give. You know, I I, I brought this up because I just wanted to, it's just a connect card. So simple. It's like the pinky. What is it? But did you know there's so much to this? It's not just the person who stands at the table and greets people and smiles and says, Here, fill this out. Take this. But it's all about the thought that goes into it. Hey, we want to make sure that we can pray for them too. It's all about the design, getting it printed, picking it up from the printer passing it out. It's about putting it into the buckets that people serve every Sunday as they usher, dropping it in. There's a process. And then it goes and it gets prayed over. And then miracles begin to happen. These are the things that happen behind the scene. It's not all just what you do here, but you have greatness inside of you. You are an invaluable piece. And I just challenge you church today. I challenge you body of Christ. Walk into that. You will feel joy. True joy. When you begin to see those little purposes and those callings. And I look out and I, you know, I can pick out people just like that and say, you know what? I know that person. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick on Scott right now. Scott, let me tell you something about Scott. He is an encourager. That is a gift that God has given him. He is an encourager because no matter what he has been through, he's going to encourage people on the other side of that. His past, the things that he's been through, they don't qualify nor disqualify him. They are preparing him. And he is a new creation in Christ. He is going through the transformation process right now. And let me tell you, this man is an encourager. I'm going to pick on Brian again. I called out Brian on the first one. You know what? Brian leads a team. 
such a team that is so important. But it's, it's that behind the scenes thing. But it's like the lungs. You need them to them to breathe. You need them for the body to work together. He comes in with his team at 7 a.m. on Sundays and he sets this place up for a place of worship. He creates a temple from a movie theater so that the presence of God can be ushered through here and lives can be changed. Setting up the equipment, setting up just the instruments, making sure the sound is going. These are all things that you can come in and just experience Jesus. What he does is invaluable. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to close today. I just want you to bow your head and close your eyes. And, and we're just going to pray. And then I'm going to give you a moment. I'm going to give you an opportunity to say, you know what? Yes, today is the day that I'm saying yes to Jesus. I want new life. I want it abundantly, the word says. Father, I just thank you for this time. I thank you for these moments. I thank you for every precious word that you have spoken today, God. I just pray that each person here today knows, Father, that they are invaluable in your kingdom. That they hold the key that no one else possesses, Father, to do the work that you have already chosen us to do. You have called us to do. You have made us capable to do. And it is invaluable to your kingdom. Thank you, Father. Thank you for this time. And I want to give you an opportunity today, if that's you. I just want every eye closed, every head bowed. I just need you to say, you know what? Today is the day I'm going to say yes to Jesus. I'm ready for life change. I'm ready for salvation. I'm ready to be a, a new creation in Christ. I'm ready to run. And if you're ready to make that decision today, because everything's on the other side of that, yes. Let me get you just to raise your hand say, you know what? Yes, I'm saying yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You are invaluable. And I'm just going to ask that, that you, you repeat after me. Everybody say this together so that no one is singled out. Father, today, I say yes to you. I ask that you come into my life. You come into my heart. You change me. You forgive my sins. And you make me a new creation. Today I say yes. I'm invaluable to your kingdom. I'm invaluable to the work. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. Can you clap your hands? We had some hands raised. We had some decisions that said yes. I thank you. I thank you so much for giving me this opportunity to speak to you today. And I just want you to know you are invaluable. You are invaluable. Thank you. Awesome. Awesome. Let's give it up for Pastor Susan one more time. Happy birthday. Awesome job. Awesome. Thank you for tuning into our podcast this week. We would love to meet you sometime. You can get all the details at www relatecommunity.com. Pastor Sean and I are praying for you and we're speaking life over you and we know that your best days are ahead. See you soon.